Captain's Log, Episode 55. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers Podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective, formerly known as Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Winter hours are Wednesday through Sunday, but they're making those five days count with events like Wednesday Night Chess Club and Thursday Night Trivia. Check out their Instagram page for more details. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective. New name, same great place. This week, Beer Wonder joins the captain for another in our series of day-drinking escapades. We enjoy a couple of great beers, indulge in some guarded optimism about the immediate future, briefly discuss Wordle strategy, and try not to be too smug about how empathetic and evolved Beer Avengers can be. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you'd just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 55, Kumbaya and All That Bullshit. Well, with a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. With a beer, Avengers. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder. And we are. The beer. beer. We made it work yeah. that time. Yeah, we certainly did. That's right. We are the Beer Avengers. You're the Beer Avengers. Welcome, uh, anyone and all from all the various states, countries, parts unknown. And uh, and 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 if you're listening to this from an uh, extraterrestrial spacecraft, uh, aliens. Yeah, we come in peace mm-hmm. um, and have a beer with us. Please. Uh, yeah, welcome, welcome. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, it's it, it's the world seems to be knock on whatever the uh, surface you have present. Uh, things seem to be looking up a little bit. Yes, certainly um, in uh, in Gotham, they seem to be getting better. We just, our numbers are looking significantly more like they used to. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, it, it's, it's. I mean, it's been consistently on the downward slope, uh, which is some very good news. Uh, we got that. We have uh, some of our, our various weeks and beers coming up. How, mm-hmm. uh, aside from uh, enjoying reading the the numbers in the New York Times every day, how's your last couple of weeks been, Beer Wonder? Uh, good. I'm, I'll be honest. Uh, I am on a Wordle streak. Oh, so, yes. I, I'm I like, actually broke mine last week. Oh, no. Okay. What was the word that gotcha? Uh, it was, um, it was, oh. It wasn't, I was going to say, oh, fuck, but it wasn't fuck because that's only four no. letters. No. Um, it was, well, I'll tell you what. What, what it was, my, I, I, the only every time I screw up, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a strategy based thing. If, if, ah. I, if I if I if I if I go away from my strategy at all, uh, it, uh, it it basically I had two letters that were in the wrong place and I didn't shift them around enough, which is the one thing that uh, I had a twenty five day streak going and I I expect to surpass that with uh, with my next one. But before nice. we, but but all of those those things aside, um, exactly. I, uh, I mean, we we could talk about Wordle all day because everyone seems to all the time right now. But yes. uh, even if we do spend an inordinate amount of time talking about Wordle, it will be much, much, uh, much better if, if we do it over a beer, won't it? Yes, and and we should mention that this is a day drinking with uh, this is a Captain day drinking episode. Yes, so, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon here. Uh, if you're listening to this in the morning on your way to work, if you're listening to it during a happy hour, just uh, time travel with us to two p.m. On a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have some beers. And Captain, you know, uh, after after last week's uh, or last attempt, you know, last time we were together, there was there was a little bit of reminders of rule. I, I want. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's. I don't know where my head's been. I know. I want to step back and just let you really take the reins today as our very first pour. Oh, you want me to do the first pour? Yes. Oh, that's fair. That's very sporting of you, as as always, uh, Beer Wonder. Well, of course, uh, my. Uh, 
My, my, my very first pour today just happened, or my own, probably my only pour. Who knows? Who knows what, what could happen? But uh, yes. it's day drinking. Uh, the rules are off. But this is indeed a sponsored pour. That's what? right. It's a sponsored pour from the Beer and Cheese Collective at 35-11 Dittmar's Boulevard in lovely Gosh, like Astoria, them. Queens. Uh, this is one uh, we featured this, this uh, brewery before. It's from Tripping Animals, mm. and it is called... Return of the Tripping Dead. Ooh, ooh! Look at that can art. It's really beautiful, isn't it? Very it's, it's beautiful. Wh- Honestly, I, I they have really good beer, but uh, I had a couple of choices today, and I chose this one because I knew it would look good in our lovely Instagram feed. Oh, always um, good. And if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure that you join us there at the Beer Avengers. So this uh, is a six percent ABV beer, fitting oh, for, okay. uh, for for day drinking. Just it's a sour ale for you, Captain. <laughs> ah, sure. Uh, you're, I, yeah, you're not lying. Uh, mm. It's a it's a sour ale with cherry, coconut, almonds, and vanilla. Mm, okay. Very much looking forward to this one. Very nice. Uh, all right. Here is my beer and cheese collective tulip glass. Gorgeous. Oh, nice. Good amber color on this one. Almost a little oh, yeah. reddish, which is really I would beautiful. say definitely reddish. You see that cherry, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the, the, it's got a really nice, uh, dense foam that's collecting up at the top. Good head oh, retention. Yeah. Gosh, that looks pretty. Oh, I'm going to be excited to hear uh, how that one how that one sounds, how that one tastes. Okay. All right. Um, well, to the shock of no one, Captain. Yes. I, also have a <gasps> sponsored pour. A sponsored pour. There's two yes. sponsored pours. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really. It's, we haven't. You know. We haven't featured a sponsored pour from the Beer and Cheese Collective in a, a few weeks. So I'm glad we're catching up on all the wonderful things they give us on a regular exactly, basis. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this is from a brewery that is uh, close to. I think both of our hearts, as well as Huck's heart, if he's wandering out there. Oh yeah. Um, this is from Hudson Valley Brewery, and I, we're going a little crazy because we're taking two trends and putting them into one. I am having their Holocene Sour IPA. Sour IPA. Mango and vanilla. Oh, that sounds interesting. I know. It also has lactose in it. So there are many things happening in this beer, and I am excited and intrigued to try it out. But also, I just want to also, with that can art here, look at that. How beautiful is that, right? All those oranges and those mountain peaks that are happening. It's a great one. Make sure you check that one out on the gram, because I'm a huge fan of these guys here. So let's take a quick look at this guy. Beautiful sound there. Let's take a look. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, uh, very bright colored. Very orange. Also pretty hazy, which is where I'm sure all that lactose is coming in. And even this far away from my face, I can already smell the mango. So oh, yeah. Very good. Very exciting. All, all right. right. Well, continuing my under. exploration of sours. So cheers. Well, Cheers, Captain. Mmm, that's really good. Ooh. This one, they weren't kidding when they said sour. It's hitting me right in the back there. I definitely get some of the, the hop characteristic on it pretty intensely. Um, this one has a little bit of mosaic in it, a little bit of... Well, I can definitely tell, taste the mosaic. I'm sure there's other ones in there, but there, that's there. But the 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 lactose, the sour, the mango puree just hits in the back of the throat. And it does feel like it's got a little bit more heft to it. And so I do believe that they use oats in this one, along with all the other things that they're doing, to give it sort of a richness and body. So yeah, it does kind of have this like mango coated with vanilla, flavored with hops on an oat cracker kind of vibe. Yeah, and this also one definitely sour is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, this one, this one also, I would say that the sour and sour cherry is the really that's mm-hmm. the thing that hits you right away. Um, but then as you would hold, hold it in your mouth and and especially with the finish, that's when you really started to notice that. I, I mean, it says coconut and almonds. So far, mm-hmm. I'm noticing the almonds a little bit more than the coconut. Yeah, but they, those two do have kind of a similar flavor profile. Right. Um, and uh, and of course the vanilla. Vanilla, vanilla is there a little bit. So it's, again, with that, that sour cherry being so dominant, it yeah. takes a bit to to point this out. And I'm looking very much forward to having this entire beer and uh, and sussing out all those subtleties. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's interesting that both of us have a really intense sour flavor with our beers as well as vanilla in there this week. For me, the vanilla is is my aftertaste. It is a lingering flavor that tends to show up at the very end. 
for me. I'm it really is all mango and all sour on the initial sip, and then the vanilla just kind of shows up. Oh, very good. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I know we featured tripping animals a mm-hmm. few times previously, um, at least once. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, this is this is. I, why do I keep these records if I won't go and look at them? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I know I have that. I, I but I definitely it might have it might have even been our very first Florida beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, and always happy to return to them because uh, yeah, it's it's nice to, nice to see them around. It's uh, I mean it's 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 I we don't get a lot of Florida beers. I don't think. No, I it, it it I don't feel like they don't quite come up this way quite as much. I mean, beer there, being there's them. So regional, there's Cigar yeah. City. Mm-hmm. You have to get big enough to have some sort of national distribution, I imagine, if you're getting all the way from Florida up to New York. But that said, you know, I, I can't see why we wouldn't be a good market. There are so many New Yorkers that go to Florida and so many Floridians who I assume then come back to New York that maybe they might want some beers from home. I guess it really always comes down to that whole whole notion of uh, how big something actually has to be. Right. Even to get over the lines of a few counties. Right. Yep. Yep. How much, uh, how much, and if you're making enough money and you can pay for distribution and you can pay to have yeah. someone manage that for you, because I can't imagine, unless there's some amazing brewer who just wants to find a reason to take a road trip to New York City, uh, they might probably need someone else to ship it up for us. True. True. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, want, I, I don't know if this brewery has expanse beyond just uh, the sort of uh, the East Coast. Because I guess Florida and New York are both the East Coast, aren't we? That is true. It's very Even though we think of Florida as the South, yes. it is on literally on the East Coast of the of the country. So then the real test is have they made it to like Washington State? Because then we have done a full uh like cross country maneuver from south to north, from east to west. That would be impressive. Honestly, I would be surprised if there's anyone that doesn't have some sort of toe in the whole conglomerate uh water to be able to make it from Washington to Florida and back again. I'm sure. I feel like, yeah, you have to, you have to have committed to this life if you're going to do that. So. So uh, how, how, how's that, uh, now Hudson Valley, I know we've had them a few times before, haven't we? Yes. So they're a pretty creative brewery. They're based out of Beacon, New York, which is very, you know, hip. Uh, and you know, back in the early days of, of, of us doing this podcast, I knew Hudson Valley was always one that, um, Huck was excited about because they mm-hmm. are notably very good at sours. So they have hopped into the sour IPA trend of late. Uh, and actually, if you currently are looking to order from them, uh, you can get all kinds of different um, kind of combinations of, of sour IPAs. They've got a couple different four packs and they continue to experiment with that. Um, so, but you know, they're, they're, they are relatively local to us, although for a time, especially mid pandemic or before the pandemic, it was kind of hard to get their stuff. It was really meant as a destination brewery. So you would go up to Beacon, you'd have a lovely day. You'd go to the art museums there, the historic sites, have a beer, pick up some brews and bring them back with you. Um, so it is nice to see that one of the, the positives that have come out in addition to the beer shipping is that we're now seeing additional distribution from these guys. And I, I'm curious, I don't know if anyone has found out about this but you know we we're not shipping beer like we used to in new york state unfortunately no anymore um but i'm curious if that sort of easy distribution self-distribution that happened has caused any of these breweries to have enough money and to have enough following in different parts of the state that they might be interested in potentially you know paying a little bit more or getting involved with more distributors in the same way that now we're seeing more Hudson Valley in the city and we're seeing other New York state breweries that might have not been here coming down and joining us in the five boroughs simply because they probably gained a following while we were all stuck at home drinking beer. You know, we've been hearing a lot of stories about uh, how they're trying to uh, finalize uh, not only outdoor dining stuff as well as uh, the drinks to go thing and, Mm -hmm. and sort of make that legal. I, I haven't heard a lot if they're doing much, uh, with letting uh, letting the, the the beer company self distribute in that way as much. Yeah, my understanding I, is that, that was that that was done away with. Um, that that was, well, I know it's been done yeah. away with. Although I still I feel like I I, I don't know I I don't I, I I'm yeah. I, I, this is something we need to sit down. We need to have Dave Lopez back on the show. Yes, and for find, sure. Because I feel like that there are some places who are still advertising you can you can order beer from us. Yeah, but I, so I don't know if that's if they're all using a third party or or what's going on there. Because when remember when we had him on for curtain up, he was saying right. he can't do it anymore. But I'm wondering what his obstacle if I'm also seeing other breweries that are that are doing it. 
Right. Well, it, it may be state law. It also might, I mean, frankly be, you know, uh, Gun Hill's a pretty small shop relative to yeah. some of the other folks. I mean, I even look at something like Five Burrows, who was shipping beer, um, and they're a pretty big shop. They're meant to be a, a production brewery. Um, you know, they And they're not be, able to do it anymore. Well, they're, they're not doing it anymore. Also, they were sort of like hesitantly doing it because okay. um, they were packing it all themselves. And so they were shipping it and you could absolutely get it delivered. But like they were also trying to sell merch and all they'd done was buy huge boxes to ship beer. And the shipping cost was pretty high. And like, if you wanted a t-shirt, it was like 12 bucks to ship it because the box was so heavy. Um, wow. Cause they didn't really want to be in the shipping, you know, in the shipping business. It was just what they had to do in order to really sure. maintain their, their stability during this time. Um, so I, but I, and I know that they've gone back to more distribution. Their tap room is open. You know, they've sort of gone back to the way that things were a little bit more um, where, you know, if and they're a big enough shop that they could easily have shipped, I would imagine Gun Hill being a smaller brewery might not want to put that many resources to packing boxes all day long unless they have to, you know. It will be interesting to see when all the dust settles, uh, how many, how powerful the various lobbies are, mm-hmm. how, uh, how how we may be able to adjust and shift. And because, you know, obviously there are some things like I, I understand why we need to have more rules about how outdoor dining happens. Right. But but the idea of helping small business people and removing the middleman, I, I aside from the fact that it hurts companies that have moneyed lobbies out there, right. I, I I can see why those people are concerned with someone getting a piece of their pie, but right. they've got a pretty big pie. That's true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of outdoor dining, I know you and I have had sort of differences of opinions on this uh, a little bit, sort of in the early days, but it looks like it's trying to become formalized. And now that, you know, we've done this for over a year and we've seen these shacks go up and things like that, what is your take sort of on New York continuing outdoor dining? So first of all, I just because in case we have any new listeners who think that we we've been at each other's throats, we oh, haven't no. been. What no, what, what differences of opinion specifically are you referring to? I think that I, I had been initially early on, I had been more flexible and liberal with the idea of like being on the street and taking up space, and you had been preferring uh, outdoor dining being like a slightly more enclosed and enjoyable environment. Um, well, where uh, neither uh, of us uh, disagree uh, that it's a good thing. Or not that, right. not, sorry, neither of us disagree that it's a bad thing. It's just that the the way that it was being put together, I was more in pro like just throw up. You, you were just wanting to be wild west, uh, yeah. And I, I think that's all. I, but I do think that's a good way to start. Yes, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and I was any of my things that I said against mm. d- dining on the street was more about a personal preference and right. not about whether or not it should exist. Right. I, oh, no. I was I, just mostly talking about what, what my comfort level was. Right. And and I and yeah, there's certainly there's no animosity between the captain and I. It's simply no, just no, we no. were looking at what the experience of that was. Um yeah. and it does seem I mean, in what I've observed, it has with the exception of our friends at Pony Bar who uh we were drinking there a few weeks ago and they were putting barrels outside with uh yeah. which was lovely. Um they seem to the, have they did they have and they they haven't taken down the stables. That it just it's hard for the two people running the bar to maintain that. Exactly. And I think part of it is there there isn't that much, you know, outdoor drinking happening right now. And also it's cold. So again, if we have any new listeners, the uh, the stables is what the pony calls their outdoor street dining mm-hmm. thing. They have a, they have a big thing that's set up, but since not many people are eating outside or drinking outside, either they're either choosing to eat, go inside, or stay home. Right. Uh, the uh, they don't they don't have the demand for a huge amount, so that's why they have a couple of barrels in front right, right now. It's that, also cold. Let's just remember that. You know, there is that. Yes. So. Um, but it's like just just the fact that those things exist doesn't mean that they have the staff to maintain them. Oh no! Uh, yes. As far as uh, service goes, right. Uh, and I will but, say uh, this: the staff at Pony, with the times that we've been there, um, you know, I had been a little bit more cautious uh, about eating or drinking indoors, uh, especially at the height of all of this. And so when Captain and I met up, I insisted that we enjoy a beverage outside, and the staff was and I, fantastic. And I happily complied. Yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> but um, but the the uh, but the staff was great. They came out, they said hi to us, They we had ordered some food, they brought it right to us, they helped us yeah. with our beers, they were really excellent, as always. Yeah, I think, uh, I, 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 I do think it's good that the, the whole idea that everyone can have their own outdoor space uh, was able to happen, so now we can have a discussion of how much of that is good. Right. And how much, you know, Compensation, because really, um, I uh, 
I mean, I, I pay rent in, yeah. in, in, in my apartment, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't allow me the, the right to uh, like sleep out on my sidewalk right, <laughs> or, exactly. or to, to, to put a whole temporary space there to add to, to the floor space. Uh, and, and if I do, if there were, were able to do that, I should probably be charged something extra by the city for that. So I think that on those lines, uh, Going forward, we do need to have uh, some sort of permits that are happening. Yeah. There. Oh, and, and opening the door for that, like because because there are some of these places that are, I think, are. I, I look. I know that we're, we're very pro small business here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we always support. We understand why people had to do everything they could just to stay alive. But going forward, I think we need to take a second look at some of these places where their outdoor seating area is like five times the size of their indoor seating area. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, most definitely. I mean, and, and I think the, the other thing that I'm hearing is sort of equitable use of public space tends to be the argument that people are making. Yeah. And the, the, the anti-outdoor dining basically keeps saying, well, what about the parking spots? And I'm fully with you. I'm fully with you in that. Technically, okay, if I if I have a parking spot, in theory, the city is making revenue off of the tickets that I get, because if you drive in New York City, I'm sure you get a million tickets. Um, but at the same time, so yes, we should charge people for the space that they're taking up in the street. That said, it is a little surprising to me that you, Captain, as a... So I, I live in a very heavily you know, built up area, the street right in front of where I am does not have any free parking. You cannot park okay. near where I live. I gather, Captain, you could park in front. If you had a car, you could probably park in front of your house. Yes? Yes, and I would have to move it for the period of an hour and a half a week. Right, exactly. Um, that is sort of then kind of technically included in your rent, right? That's a free Yeah, purchase. I guess you could say that, sure. Exactly. But it is like, that's a really expensive perk. You know what I mean? Right. From like a, from a, so, so if, so I don't mind the idea of taking up some parking spaces, incentivizing people to have fewer cars and giving that space back to small businesses sure. and looking at the way that they're doing. I just do feel that it is time to say, okay, if you want to have this space, you should contribute a little bit towards the revenue for the city. And I don't think it needs to be much, but I like the idea of that back and forth happening now that we're in this space. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. Um, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, it's like it's, it's there's a place there's like a coffee place around the corner from me. Mm-hmm. I think they do like little sandwiches and muffins and stuff. But they're yeah. I, I imagine most of their their business was takeaway before any of this ever happened. Yep. And it's insane how much how much uh, street space they get. Right. As and I don't usually don't see a lot of people sitting there either. So right. if I were someone who had a car, it, I, I would probably. Uh, I'm I'm mostly amused by it now, but if I were look, driving around blocks and blocks around in my neighborhood looking for a parking space, I can see how that would probably annoy me. Yeah, it, th- that idea of ratio of seating indoor to outdoor does seem like it's a good way to start thinking about things. Yeah. Um, and then you know. We've got wonderful places like, you know, uh, uh, the Beer and Cheese Collective, which has a beautiful backyard. Uh, that is, And also, you know, I should say, now that I'm saying it, I think my sleeping on the sidewalk is a, probably a terrible analogy. But yeah. there must be a better analogy of like, if basically, if I wanted to extend, like if you wanted to use that as storage space, but right. that would be a bad you analogy. To build well, a people shed, would just steal my stuff. If you want to build a shed <laughs> in your parking spot, that would be. There you be, go. Right. That's it. Yeah. But at the same time, like you have the right to put a car there. Sure. But anyone temporarily, has, temporarily, yeah. right? Anyone has the right to put a car there. Um, but the real, you know, sure you're using that space for free, assuming you can move it once a week, um, mm-hmm. and assuming you can keep that spot. But also, you're gonna pay tickets on it, so the city is technically losing some revenue. So yeah. I don't see a problem with disincentivizing cars and still keeping that revenue a little bit and yeah. allowing small businesses to keep going. The question now, the car lobby is gonna come for us. They uh, are. So, but. Uh, the Staten again, Islanders. Exactly. Actually, I think this. The, I think the Staten Islanders. We uh, we well, have a complicated relationship yeah, with. Yeah. Now, Joe, By the way, well, did, you, did you read? My buddy read Joe Borelli. My buddy Joe Borelli just got a minority leader in the um, city council. So, um, cheers to you, buddy. Oh, is he a? a and uh, is he a Democrat? He's a Trump Republican. Um, oh, he's oh. When you oh, I see you, you use my buddy my, my buddy yeah. quotes around it. Yeah, people you can't people can. I should. No, I, I should. We should. I went off on him in an earlier podcast. Oh, um, okay. So, yes. Um, it just sounds like such a generic Italian Staten Island name. I just, I, it just went over my head. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, have you heard the 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 latest COVID related news in uh, in Staten Island? Oh no. Apparently, they uh, the the first place where they have officially 
diagnosed some deer with Omicron. Oh, I, I did see. I did hear that. Yes, that the deer are now coming for our gig. Well, and, uh, and where where were they more likely to be coming from? But Staten of course, Island, of course. Well, I I mean, I don't know. Have you seen deer the most in, infectious borough? Right. Have you seen deer in Queens? I have seen them in Brooklyn, actually. But then again, we have these. We like like we've got Prospect Park. I'm sure Queens has huge parks too. So you might have them there. But I certainly. I mean, it's seen. in it's 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 pop, not in my neighborhood, but I'm yeah. sure there are some parts of Queens that that might yeah. have some of that. Um, yeah, probably the Staten Island think they just they're they're came over from Jersey or something. Of course. Of course. Well, that's where all, all things come from. Apparently that's it. Yeah. Ticks, that's ticks and viruses. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's what you get when you have deer, when you have a place with deer. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, speaking though of, uh, you know, things to go uh, in addition, we are starting to hear more rumblings about to go beverages being yeah. part of New York city's uh, experience. And I know, I believe both you and I partook in that when it was so it was legal for a while then it went away and now our new governor has encouraged people or is working to potentially bring it back and it looks like there's some movement that's starting to happen um right you know did you did you indulge in the to go cocktail i did i did on occasion yeah i mean okay. honestly like for instance when uh the beer and cheese collective at the time still known as the story beer and cheese ditmars mm-hmm. when they uh when they first opened i don't think you could even i'm not even sure they're backyard was quite open yet but they oh, were wow. but at like the fr- the very first day they were open i, I got a to-go beer from there oh nice and and i did it i think i, I did a, a couple of cocktails from a couple of places like the mm-hmm. uh i think i did that from the thirsty koala the australian uh <laughs> restaurant over on Dittmar's as well uh and um yeah I, I i think the the people who are arguing against against doing it i think are mostly disingenuous because they're really just the liquor store lobby Right. Exactly. Um, the only legitimate concern uh, that I can see, aside from we think you're making more money than we are, which is like, <laughs> right. you know, it, it sort of is anti free enterprise. Right. Uh, the only legitimate concern is, uh, and I don't think this is since people are able to gather in places more, I don't even mm-hmm. see this as a problem, but a lot of people were using his excuse to just drink on the street. Right. Exactly. You're supposed to be getting that to go to take to a place where it is legal to consume that. Right. Exactly. Uh, and and I think part of the reason people were just doing it to hang out in front of the place and drink is because you know we didn't weren't getting much of that at that. Yeah. Point. We wanted to gather. We were you know. Absolutely I said, okay, I have this in my hand. I'm just going to drink it right here if I can't drink it in the store. Yeah. And and so I think whatever circumstance, I think there need to be specific regulation and enforcement of regulations of that not happening. Mm-hmm. Um. But that seems to be the only downside to having to go beverages. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, they, they, I, I, although, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious if to go beverages could be a first stepping stone into loosening some of the open container laws a little bit, because I, I, you know, I certainly see the, the need to not have people just getting trashed on the street, yeah. but I would, you know, I, I think many of us have been in parks with beverages before. Oh, sure. Uh, certainly don't know who they are. Uh, couldn't admit to <laughs> no, myself no. doing that, of course. Um, There's definitely but, not pictures on our website of us doing that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I, you know, certainly did not actually get to go cocktails and then go to parks with people here in Brooklyn oh, no, at no. the height of everything. Uh, that certainly didn't happen. Um, but it, 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 there was a nice opportunity. And as we're sort of embracing being outside with drinks. Yeah. I'm curious as to see if that if this might be an initial stepping stone to allowing New York a little bit more flexibility in that way. What's yeah, your take I, on something like that? I think a start for that would be to target the uh, the pedestrian plazas because mm. there are a lot of uh, neighborhoods that have at least either permanent or temporary where it's pedestrian only. Right. Uh, and the reason I thought of that one is because when I was in uh, Dayton, mm-hmm. uh, when we we're going through the Oregon district, they they sort of have a situation there. There's a zone of the Oregon district that's mostly, uh, mostly pedestrian. Uh, and, and you, and they have open containers are fine within that area. If you're along right. that strip, you could get, right. you know, they, they even have like picnic tables and stuff, but you can just walk with your beer there or your cocktail or whatever. You get in it to go cup. You can walk through there. If you go over the border of that, then you're in violation. But as long as you're, as you're in that general area, you're fine. And I think, I think that would be a way to start doing that. Uh, you know, just have zones where, yeah. where that's okay. Yeah, I think that that would be great. And I, it, you know, it, it, again, supporting small businesses who may not 
need, want, have the infrastructure to take up 12 parking spots in front of their building, even though they're mostly a takeout location. Yeah. It could, if they're near a pedestrian area, that's a great solution. That could be, an, again, another opportunity. And, and, and also, if you do it in places where you have the, the you know, it's, it's pedestrian only, then there's less concern about people just gathering it in front of specific stores. And, yep. and, you know, they, they have lots of options to hang out and have their, their drink and enjoy it and yeah. not bother anyone. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I wish that these, lo- these warring lobbies would realize that, honestly, if I'm going to get a bottle of wine or a thing of tequila or whatever, I'm probably drinking that at home. But if yeah. I am getting tacos somewhere and they're, you know, and, uh, and I want to have a margarita with it, I'm not going to, cons- I'm not, I wouldn't be going to the liquor store to get tequila and triple second margarita mix to then go home and make the margarita to have with my tacos. Like that's not right. how this works. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Exactly. So. So I am, uh, I'm curious, uh, h- have you had any interesting uh, bar experiences lately? I know you've been very uh, strict because of your, your various situations, your exposure rate of, as far as uh, always, uh, if you're at a bar, you're, you're hanging out outside. Are you still doing that? Yes. So I have been a more, I, I have been trying to keep myself outside. Um, you know, I, I, uh, a lot of my work is in person and requires me to go into places. Uh, I also do work with some vulnerable populations in my life. And so, um, out of sort of respect for that and caution for not wanting to be out of work or out of commission, even if I might not get super sick, I've been a little bit more cautious than many have uh, in terms of being unmasked indoors. Um, so I appreciate the captain's indulgence as we have met up and shivered as we drank our beers a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, it's, 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 I honestly, I, to me, it's, it's emblematic and not to like pat myself on the back yeah. too much, both of ourselves on the back, back yeah. too much. Uh, I think that we would all be getting along better in this country if we would just be tolerant of each other's comfort levels. Right. And exactly. Not, not calling, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm fine going inside, but mm-hmm. I, I'm perfectly comfortable. If, if you'd rather be outside, I'd be outside with you. Uh, just, you hear all these stories about people like yelling at, you know, a certain, not in New York so much, yeah. but when someone's walking down the street wearing a mask and someone will call them an idiot or, right. and all that kind of thing. It's just like, it's, it's, it's. Just, I, I think there is room for we can all live our own version of existence. Yeah, you know, yeah. by all that bullshit, you know. Yes, all that stuff. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, but because I've been sort of more hesitant to, to, to be unmasked indoors, I have, it has limited some of my drinking. However, uh, for one of my Clark Kent jobs, I was down in Coney Island. And so just sort of wondering how things are down there, because January and February in a summer beach town, not always the most exciting time to be there. Um, and so I just wondered how our friends over at Coney Island Brewing were doing. So I finished my day at work and then I decided to walk down and also as like a bribe to myself to get myself to do some work I didn't want to do, I went and bought myself a beer because they have strong Wi-Fi there and I figured I could get some computing work done that I needed to do. Um, and I was shocked. They were open and quite busy. Um mm. Yep. Um, very intensely checking, you know, you, you order inside. I then sat outside, but they were packed indoors. They were like actively checking vaccination just to set foot in the space. Even if I was mm-hmm. going to drink outside, they were checking vaccination statuses. Um, they had music that was going. They had an art show that was happening there. They've added food, which I thought was exciting. Um, and personally, uh, one, you know, I, I, I always enjoy their fall beers. I haven't really ever sampled any of their winter beers. I had their black lager, um, which was a really classic example, um, of what the style should be, uh, and was just kind of expertly done. It was just a lovely kind of like exactly what you want in a black lager. So I was pretty, pretty pleased with them. Um, on that one. Uh, and also just happy to see that people are taking advantage of the fact that, you know, even a brewery in a location that is not going to be quite as busy as it might be at a different time of year, people are still continuing to support that space. I imagine everyone's going a little stir crazy and probably wants to get out of the house on a Sunday, but nice to see people, uh, people taking the time to, to be there. So that was my cool. biggest and, and like most distant adventure from my, my little humble abode here in the County of Kings. Yeah, aside from uh, occasionally stopping by our sponsor, the Beer and Cheese Collective, I've uh, I've, most of most of my uh, beer related activities have have been involved with uh, with movie going. Oh, okay. 
Ooh, well, this time of year, um, yeah. oh, as, right, a, right. as a member of the SAG after union, right. this time of year, I always try and uh, do my due diligence as a SAG after voter. Uh, if only Thank I were you. this diligent when people were actually running for office in my organization, but well, I, who I, I can keep track of all of that? But I always try and see steps. as many of the movies and TV shows uh, so I can nominate my fellow actors mm. for things. And so we get to see a lot of these things for free. Uh, they send us DVDs. They give us, you know, I can watch it on a couple of Roku channels. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few of them will, well, they'll have like private screenings or just give you movie cash where you can oh. have like a voucher and go to a movie theater. So I've been doing that oh. a few times. So well, last if I'm week, not mistaken, oh, yeah. we just did get uh, alcohol in all movie theaters in New York City. Is that right? Yes. I don't know okay. if they're going to have to get individual licenses for that. But yes, that is that is definitely something that is... Uh, yeah, and and I I guess Nighthawk didn't have enough of a lobby. Well, Fair. Nighthawk does, Alamo does. <laughs> right, I'm not exactly. sure who else has already been doing it. There are a few people who have been doing it. Cine, um, the, the ones where you can eat food, I think you typically can get a beer. But exciting that your local AMC or Regal will also be able to supply you with a beverage. But that since said, we're not quite I'm a very terrified yet, of how much is, that costs. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, I mean, a night at Alamo is not cheap, but very delightful nonetheless. Right, exactly. But in, in spite of that. I mean, honestly, the best one was a couple of years ago when I went to see uh, Fences at Alamo. And I got there to find out that Paramount was footing the bill for whatever I wanted to order, which was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I I would have not have had beers before I got there if I knew that was the case. Got it. Uh, in any case, though, but but the one I went to, the, I went to my, my local uh, Kaufman Astoria mm-hmm. uh, to see Licorice Pizza last week. And afterwards, oh, nice. I went to uh, went to Sunswick, 3535. Oh, yeah. Them at They're 35th Street and 35th Avenue, and was mm-hmm. having a having a few beers there. Uh, had some um, fish and chips. Okay, and you know, always enjoyed chatting with the bartenders there. I was talking to one. We were talking about various uh, dark beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Finback came into the conversation, and I was mentioning their their banana uh, right. BQE that we had at the the gathering, and it yes. was like it was, it was just I they do wonder wonderful job, but that one I thought was went a little too heavy on the banana. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I was just talking about various ones, and he was talking about something about banana bread, and I found myself talking about Talia and their stout <laughs> that had some bananas. And what, yep. what, the reason I liked that one was because it tasted more like banana bread than bananas. And I started talking about Talia hot chocolate stout, mm-hmm. and then that genre was discussed. And so anyway, led to us talking about Chocovesa. And I said, yeah, Chocovesa oh, yeah. is pretty good. And this guy that just walked into the bar as he's taking a seat says, yeah, Chocovesa is all right. And it turns oh. out he's a stone rep. Oh, oh. <laughs> so he... No, no, no. He was he was deliberately downplaying it when he said Chocovesa is all okay, right. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Manny, who was the stone. Yeah, no, I went, no, I was speaking. I was speaking glowingly of Chocovesa. Right. I know. Of course, it's wonderful. Um, I was just a little surprised to hear someone downplay it like that. Yes. Yes. No. He was. He was being funny. Yeah. Uh, and actually, at some point or another, he gave me a can of it to take home. Oh, I love meeting beer reps in locations. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, I would have been happy with just that. He wound up giving me like, I think, four different things. So, oh, uh, wow. so he is now uh, we beer, beer, beer vendors are now following uh, Stone, Manny from Stone on uh, on 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 there. So uh, thanks, nice. Manny, for that. Thank that you, was Manny. nice. And the other one was yesterday. I went to see uh, the the Cohen brother, not Cohen brothers, just one. the Cohen brother uh, Macbeth. Oh right, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Joel. Pretty I sure don't it's remember. Joel. I know it's whichever it, one is married to Frances McDormand. Uh, this is literally the first ever Coen Brother movie. Okay. Since they've all the other ones have all been Coen Brothers, right? Exactly. Hmm. Um, but it was it, it was good. Afterwards, I went to a place that I hadn't been in a while, uh, uh, and not specifically crafty, but just one of those old traditional Irish pubs that I uh, when I used to do uh, a couple different places. I did theater in Central Park, and I did mm-hmm. a, like a theater down in that area, and sort of wound up going there a lot. And as I was sitting waiting, you know, thinking about what I was going to do after the movie, I realized, oh, Malachi's is right around the corner. Um, and, uh, and not, like, not especially crafty, but an amazing burger. I think I had, uh, Sam Adams cold snap and a Guinness. And, uh, mm. and I should say that both, uh, Sunswick and Malachi's, as well as any place I've been, has been very good about checking for the vaccination IDs and all that. So, yep. uh, felt, felt very safe. And I, well, I always, I always try to be, I know you're saying that, that, that Coney Island was, was doing I, I don't think the word I'm looking for is aggressively, actively is the one you use. Yes. Well, a lot of my, places. My, I think I, I might have said militantly because it, militant, was like, okay. it was like, I went to go in to go to the bathroom and it was like, can I see your 
your vaccination. I was like, I just, yep. Okay, great. Let's take another look. You know, happy to, happy to show literally anytime asked, but yeah, go ahead. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I honestly, a lot of times I can't tell if someone is going to be that way because I'm, I'm just always being very empathetic in thinking, yep. I don't want to, I don't want to give them any stress about making me look at it yep. or making make And so like, I always like bring up the app on my phone before I even walk through the door. <laughs> yep. 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 No, it's, it's good to keep it low stress for the, for the, the bartenders. Cause I know that a number of them have expressed to me that they, they don't like having these interactions. Like it's not their favorite part of the job, which I get. Although the weird thing about the one movie theater I went to, they they wanted to see my vaccination proof when I bought the ticket and also for the person who tore the ticket. Oh, okay. Interesting. Double Which check. was about 30 seconds apart. Right. <laughs> well, belt and suspenders, right? So when I was at the other place at AMC, uh, I expected the same thing. I was ready to, to show it. He said, oh, yes. Well, And the guy said, well, thank you for being vaccinated. You don't need to show me, but you need to show it upstairs. Before the, you know, okay. That's okay. fine. Great. Wonderful. Hey, uh, glad that they're and, glad they're being proactive. Yeah, and it's really interesting the way that uh some of these places right now are well, I mean, we're hearing all about how things are they're they're letting some of these regulations expire in New York State, but mm-hmm. that doesn't preempt the ones we have going in New York City. Right. And exactly. and they're they're they have not officially said any about any rollback here yet, but uh knock on whatever that uh that's hopefully forthcoming. Yeah, no, I mean, it. it's, I, I mean, we, we, I know we're, you know, many of the rollbacks have come back, uh, some of the indoor masking policies have changed in New York City, but yeah. a number of places are still holding on to it. Broadway is holding on to it along with vaccination status until April 30th. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you still have to, it's federal that we wear masks on the subway, which honestly is during cold and flu season. I'm like, if it's still socially like cool to do that, I will absolutely wear a mask. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's certainly it's there. It's, and it's also at, uh, <clears throat> on airplanes, of course. On our, oh yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hold on to that for as long as we need to, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm used to that. Uh, and I still get really angry when I see someone just getting away with not doing it since no one ever enforces it. Exactly. Which is too bad. Although I, you know, compliance is fair is okay. You know, it's always that one jerk though yeah. unfortunately so um well i i did want to follow up on a couple things from last week um the big yes. one being um our our new friend at sweet avenue you know who was great oh yeah jared have. jared um you know he did ask about uh how far his delivery service goes uh yeah. and i can confirm that they do deliver to my location in the county of kings so and that is in downtown Brooklyn, uh, even further downtown in the neighborhood of Dumbo. So okay. even further away from that. Yes, I'm absolutely within their shipping radius. So well done. Whoever you're using, give them a pat on the back and extra high five for me because that's quite the journey uh, for a couple cans of beer to come. But I am grateful for that. Um, so because we wanted to check on that and I said I would test him out and uh, well done. I'm glad he passed with flying colors. Mm-hmm. Um Another interesting thing I saw with regard with this is something Jared isn't sponsoring necessarily, but he's right. he's a part of it. Yep. Uh, there's a there's a ski trip Ooh. that Dubco, also known as Destination Unknown Beer Company, <laughs> in Bay Ridge. Okay, yep, that's here Does in the right? Kings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, or it may, maybe Bay Shore. I'm I'm not sure. They're in they're a New York State uh, okay. uh, brewery, uh, and uh, they are sponsoring a ski trip. Okay. And the pickup locations are, uh, are, are, I think at their, at their brewery and at Sweet Avenue and then somewhere else. Oh, nice. So for like 180 bucks for the day, you get, uh, you get breakfast on the bus, you get lunch at the ski place, you get a lift ticket and you get a lot of free Dubco beer. Nice. Um, I, I don't think it pays for re- uh, equipment rental, Right. But uh, but if if you can make it to Sweet Avenue at four a.m. <laughs> for a day long, uh, I, that just look, I I I actually haven't been skiing since oh since probably the eighties. Um, yeah, I have not <laughs> not at all a skier. That said, I will happily sit in a nice warm chalet looking out at people skiing, drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah. The the, the big honestly at this point, I'm I'm I'd like to give it another try because I remember it being a lot of fun. But the the biggest, my biggest concern is how much outerwear do I have to buy? <laughs> right. How much, how much things that I don't already have in my closet that I need to do to be, uh, to ski properly. Um, Cause I do remember, I, I don't think I was ever really great at it, but I remember it being a whole lot of fun. 
there, I mean, it certainly wiped out my share when I was doing it, but I just remember like, like the first time this is not, not, this is in Ohio. So this isn't yeah, any yeah. like real, like serious things, but like once I would get on one of the big Hills and I'd make it over a, one of those mogul things and, and not wipe out. Oh boy, that was exciting. Oh, sure. I bet. But if I, if I make it to the top, to that, like from the top of the hill to the bottom of the hill without wiping out, that was kind of exhilarating. <laughs> Bar was low for me. See, I, I in, in Minnesota, we have skiing, sure, but it is like bunny hills. They're not, they're, they barely count. And there was Afton Alps, which was like they made a hill and then they put when it snowed you could go down it um i hated skiing like i would okay. cross country ski with my family but like even that was questionable and any of this downhill nonsense like i turned into a snowball more than once and so i think i'm off the skiing part that i also don't love the like ski goggles and ski gloves that you have to wear so yeah. i'm with you on the outerwear but then again i like i would happily drink alcohol while I watch other people make fools of themselves in a nice warm place, maybe with like, you know, a fireplace going. Yeah. Be all yeah, about I, that. Cross country skiing always perplexed me a little bit because it looks like hard hiking. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> like it is. hiking, hiking with more lifting essentially. Yes. Well, if you can get on a nice, like flat area, then you kind of just are like, if you ever saw those Nordic track machines that were really popular in the nineties, um, you're basically doing that and you're just kind of like making your feet take you where you need to go and your arms are doing all the work and you kind of glide if it's nice and slow. But then the minute you hit anything that is not flat, you're just like, oh gosh, now my feet weigh six times what they once did and I have to pick it up. Oh, unpleasant. Right, right. You have to, you basically are having to walk while having heavy boots and skis attached to your feet. Yes, but if it's flat, it's kind of enjoyable, but everything else about it is not great. There you go. The Beer Wonders thoughts on cross-country skiing. Now the cross-country skiing lobby is going to come for us. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, bring it on. We'll uh, we'll certainly have a healthy, uh, spirited uh, beer fueled debate. Um, speaking of things that people are debating these days. Yes. Uh, I, I have been noticing uh, a lot of pushback against the streaming service Spotify. Yes. Based on the fact that they can, they're paying Joe Rogan so much money mm-hmm. and how he's just been so active in spreading disinformation. And then the more you dig deep, there's like a lot of racist stuff there as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed to really start with Neil Young, but then more and more people are on the bandwagon. Um, and I, I have to admit that you can get the Beer Avengers podcast on Spotify. Mm. In fact, you may be listening to it on Spotify right now. And I say that because I can see uh, on our list where people are getting something from. It's a fairly small percentage. Um, I would say of our nearly 2000 downloads, we've had maybe about 8% of those have been from Spotify. Okay. Um, and I'm not really sure how to pull ourselves out of there. So I figured it'd be a little easier uh, is, is to encourage our few people who are listening to us via Spotify to listen to us some other way, if you don't okay. mind. Um, yeah. We don't want you to stop listening to us, but if you can figure out another way, and I want to give you a hand uh, for how to how to do that. Uh, so I have, I, I, I actually wrote down all the different places where people have downloaded. This is by no means, because usually we just say, you know, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And now we're saying, listen to you wherever you get your podcasts, as long as it's not Spotify. Um, <laughs> and so here are some of the places where people have been downloading us from. Okay. Okay. Uh, Apple podcasts, iTunes, mm-hmm. Google Chrome, Safari, Safari, uh, oh, mobile, uh, okay. Castbox. Podbean, Podbean actually that's also who hosts our our uh, our, mm-hmm. our 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 hosting site for the and they they've got a really great uh, app that's actually often how I will so I, I downloaded it so I could see our stats and now usually if I'm looking for a podcast I'll go to Podbean. Uh, okay, we have Opera, Bullhorn, Overcast, Google Podcasts, uh, Firefox, Pocket Casts, something I don't even know how this is pronounced. It's spelled L A V F. Pocket Cast. Oh, I already said Pocket Casts. That's how I listen to us, by the way. Pocket Cast, big fan. Pocket Cast, there you go. Uh, Stitcher, Facebook, Deezer, Audible, Downcast, Podcast Addict, Chromecast. Um, and if you're listening to this uh, from somewhere else, you know, give us a shout out, as the kids probably stopped saying about 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, just let us know, um, and we'll be happy to mention you on, on the next thing. But these are all alternatives to not... Uh, uh, I would love to see that number uh, on, of percentage of people who listen to us on uh, on Spotify dwindle, so we can say we're making a difference. Yeah, well, you know, it is it is important to just start to stand up for what we recognize. I don't have a Spotify membership myself. I'll be honest. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I, we're not. Yeah, I should also say that they're not paying us to be uh, to be listed on there, and and we're not paying them to be listed on there. Yeah. Uh, there's no exchange of money. We just it's a thing. How unless you're like a big high profile podcast, most of our most of it out here are just they're just we're sort of putting it out in the world and trying to put it on. Is that's sort of the, the the opening gambit is that you're going around finding out how many different things you get listed on, so people will find you. Yes. Um, yes. And if I were making a new podcast today, I would probably not bother to give Spotify uh, our, our info, but it's there. And, uh, you know, we're all fairly pro vax, given the amount of times we've congratulated oh, yeah. bars for checking our status. So, yes, yeah, get, yes. Get this isn't just yourself. because we like Neil Young. Yeah. Well, all that, too. But, you know, yeah. Um, oh, well, one thing I, I uh, first things that are upcoming uh, that you might want to enjoy uh, I know I mentioned the ski trip, but also mm-hmm. uh, the end of this month, uh, I think it's starting on the 25th of February, mm. uh, New York City Beer Week is kicking yes. off. I mean, it's the following fun. week. That's why the kickoff is on a Saturday. And I'm not sure exactly the location. I think it's going to be similar to the when you, if you listen to our episode about Blocktoberfest, mm-hmm. similar kind of a deal where you pay a cover fee and you get samples from all the New York City breweries, as well as a few guest stars. Uh, out in Brooklyn, I think. Look on the look up look up the New York City yeah. Beer Guild. It, it, I believe just like last year, they will be doing it over at the uh, Brooklyn Navy Yards. Just like okay, the, that's what uh, I thought. Yeah, okay. I believe it's it. Uh, given that it's happening in the end of February, I believe it's like a big. It, they have some big, beautiful indoor spaces there that are just like massive that can be used as a convention hall. Um, yes. So, and also, you know, easy to get to by the ferry. I know that's how you and Cider Girl and. Uh, uh huck came huck. and yep. and belgian babe yeah and belgian babe came yep. basically everyone, everyone except you except for me but i i can walk there of course or bike which is what i did but you know yeah uh yeah no it's it's uh it's a great the it's a great organization and you get lots of beer for a pretty good deal it, it's uh it's win-win there's there's really no downside except for you know maybe a hangover the next day yeah, well, uh, that could be that could be cared for Yes, yes. Um, but uh, worth it, I would also say. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. A couple of, uh, I guess you'd call this, definitely one or two of these things I have uh, are, are oh, oh, actually, before I get to the huckups, I also want to yes. mention, you know, the uh, the Bronx Brewery just mm-hmm. loca- l- l- launched a satellite in the East Village. Oh, I did not know that. Well, that's yeah, exciting. The, it, 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 the, it's, it's a combination of uh, you know, the, the sort of a tasting you know room uh, with, mm-hmm. with their beer, as well as a burger place. Oh, nice! And, and, oh, this is actually something I wanted to ask you because I, I um, it's is Smash Burger a style and not just a a place? So yes, it is. It is both. How a long style have we been using that? How have I been using Smash Burger? I know. I, I, I know. How long have people been using that to describe it, a type of burger? Um, I I have only heard about it in the last couple of years. I do okay. follow a couple of people who do like weird cooking stuff on the social medias and often mm-hmm. they will refer to something as being a smash burger where basically you take a you take a ball of meat and then you smash it on the pan and so it cooks quickly and it gets crispy on the outside right it's um, basically i mean it's essentially it's it's what you get it's it's a it's a fast food burger even though you don't even though you can make it in a better more delicious yes, way right it's made with better I mean, meat, stylistically so mcdonald's yes. and burger king are making those yeah, well, and I mean, if you look at, uh, or f- I mean, Five Guys is the perfect Five example Guys of is that the because perfect, they yeah, literally, like every, they, they have a thing that they smash down. It's even got little ridges on it so that it yeah. doesn't smash all the way and it keeps a certain consistency, but they literally press all their burgers down. Or another one, I think it's just in uh, Queens is a Petey's Burger does that sure. same kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it seems like the biggest difference between a smash burger and the other burgers are that you, you, it's, when you're going on at like a higher level, beyond the the garbage smash burgers <laughs> yes <laughs> uh is that they're they, yeah they are cooked so fast they're not cooked to order right exactly yes yes uh, i mean but it can... also it also confused me because the the chain smash burger existed well before i knew it i just was right. visiting my parents in ohio and they said oh we're gonna go to smash burger i'm like oh is that a thing okay yeah so there there is now it, it the fact that it's a style it's, it's confusing that it is both a proper noun and a, and a small s as yes. well. <laughs> well, I mean, anyway, but that's what that's, I'm not sure what the address is, but that you can visit the, oh. if you don't want to go off, if you're in the East village and you want to get a taste of the Bronx, they've got uh, the Bronx brewery has their own location there now. Sounds like that might be an important uh, investigation for the beer Avengers to do. Again, I, I, quality I control. 
Quality, quality control. control. Quality control. That's what we do. Um, I do have a, a few mild huckups uh, from last week. Actually, the most significant one uh, was uh, I was talking about uh, the Gun Hill Barrel Aged Festival, and I had right. a really good beer there uh, from Lock City. Okay. Um, they had a cookies and cream, uh, Black is Beautiful. I referred to it as Lock 27, which I realized uh, is, uh, is a Dayton brewery. Ah. Uh. It is the name of a brewery, but the one in New Jersey is Lock City, and the one in Dayton is Lock 27. Um, I also, even though uh, Jared mentioned the name of his program, Beer School, more mm. than once, at some point in my brain, it became Beer 101. Oh, oops. And I referred to it as, no, the, uh, you're looking for the, the beer and cheese pairing uh, with the educational component at, uh, at Sweet Avenue that's called Beer School. And I did and see that they have one coming up, I believe, or for, I mean, it will be on Valentine's Day, I think, which is the day that this thing drops. Day. But, you know. What a, I can't think of a better way to spend Valentine's Day. Sounds great. Add some chocolate in there. Yeah. Um, and this is not so much of a huckup as more of an additional information. Last week when we were talking about uh, the fact that Jared's beer just had that thing where it almost just tasted like juice, the fact mm-hmm. that he, like, shared it with his his son. Yes. Uh, and, and. <laughs> And he was dis- he was dismayed how much his son enjoyed the taste of it because mm. his son is is well under the drinking age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned that we had a similar uh, talk with a beer last week last year that I couldn't remember which one it was, and it was even more Hydra from mm. Evil Twin. What helped remind me of this is that that is their collaboration with Mortalis from the Vast Even More series, mm-hmm. um, and they just came out with the latest version of it. So if you're lucky oh, enough right. to be one of the few people who went to Evil Twin to get the even more Hydra. That is the beer that uh, may be indistinguishable from juice. Oh, well. And make sure you roll it. Yes. Oh, yes. If, if Huck taught us anything about that beer is that rolling it is a very important. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, well, I, I think that that's all on, on my uh, agenda. How about you, Beer Wonder? I mean, I feel like we have we have covered the important beer venger business uh, that is going on. That said, every once in a while, we miss something. And if our beer vengers who listen to us know of something that we've missed... How should they get in touch with us? Well, the best way to do that would be to uh, email us at thebeervengers at gmail.com. But uh, we're uh, we're in touch with all of the socials as well. Uh, if you direct message us or slide into our DMs, am I saying mm-hmm. it right this time? You are. Well done. Okay. Uh, you can you can reach out to us at the Beer Avengers. It's at the Beer Avengers at Facebook and Instagram on Twitter. Um, and yeah, those are the, oh, uh, you know, put a comment on our YouTube page if you want oh, to. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I can't promise I'll notice it right away. That's sometimes the problem with I, I encourage people to do this, but be patient because I don't always notice it right away. Especially if I'm slipping back and forth in between my Captain Porter Brown Stout Instagram and the Beer Avengers uh, exactly Instagram. But I will always answer those. We will always answer those. Um, oh, well, I guess should we uh, should we give them a little spoiler or not a spoiler, a little teaser? For uh, oh, yeah. what, what we have coming up. There's a very sacred Beer Avengers activity that has unfortunately not happened since before the pandemic that is making a return this coming weekend. And no, it's not the Super Bowl. Now, I mean, I think some people are excited about that. Ah, yeah. um, it sounds a little bit of an injustice in that uh, for me, but uh, not, not yeah. for me, but involving me. Um, oh, OK, well, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, no, no. It's it's what it, what it, well. Anyway, I I I, I I'm, I'm, I'm delaying your momentum. Go, keep going. Oh no, I was I was setting you up because oh you, you were, were setting host. me up. Okay, yes. yeah. No, we're uh, I'm having a, a, a ten or twelve uh, beer vendors over to my place for a stout tasting. Uh, I've curated a list of fifty six beers so far. I still have two days if I want to add to that list. And I promise, cider girl, I'm going to find some uh, alternatives for her as well. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, shortly after after we're here, I have to go pick up a loaf of sour sourdough oh. bread, bread from the uh, Phoenix Bakery. Oh, lovely! Um, and, uh, and and well, put immediately put that in the freezer so it'll be nice and fresh. Nice. Uh, expect to have some cheeses from uh, from the Beer and Cheese Collective. I know you said you might be bringing some cheeses as well. Yes. Um, and it is the day before the Superb Owl. Mm-hmm. Um, the Super Bowl. The, the ingest, right? like the ing- you eat a lot of cereal out of it, right? That's how this works. I mean that, that that sounds fun too, uh, okay. but uh, no. The the injustice is that Nutpool. I mean, say what you will. Right, um, say what you will about Nutpool. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about Nutpool. He's a giant fan of one team from his yes. hometown. Yes, and and he, that team was vying for a slot from a team from my hometown. Oh, 
and the team from my hometown won. And the reason this is such a great injustice is because I won't be watching. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. care if they won. Not pool cared. So, so this is how cruel the universe is. I know. It's hard to be not pool. <laughs> to it reward really me for something that I don't consider as a, a reward. Yeah. Well, Nutpool, um, we send our condolences. Yes, yes, uh, we're we're thinking of you, and and we'll uh, we don't we're not going to pour one out for you because you're still alive. So uh, exactly. come enjoy the stout with us, and right. we'll have you on real Just soon. Just for those listening, we won't be drinking all fifty some of them. No, no, no. We that's that's through, uh, from what we'll be selecting. Around. Right. Usually, you get through about twenty, though, at least. Yeah. Well, it sounds about right. We will we will be posting a picture of the kill wall to be sure. Of course. So, oh, well, you know what? I, I, as I'm looking out into the distance, I do see a wandering huck coming towards us. I wonder if, if he's just making his way back from uh, the West Coast to get ready for the, um, for the, for our adventures this weekend. But I'm wondering if Huck might be willing to play us out. Uh, oh, yeah, he's nodding his head. All right. Thanks, okay. everyone, for listening. Uh, it's great having you. And we'll see you next time on the Beer Ventures, the podcast. With the beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Avengers.